everybody to the Abundant Journey podcast. We're glad you can join us today. We are a show that's dedicated to interviewing folks who love doing extraordinary things, love to uh, pursue greatness, love to not settle, love to keep going, and love to challenge themselves every day. We're glad you can join us. I'm your host, Nick James, along with my co-host, Nick Offenkamp. Nick, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Another week, January, we had uh, some cold weather. Yeah, not I mean, Minnesota it's like, weather. It's, it's all relative, right? <laughs> like I, uh, I, you know, ten years ago would have agreed with you, and then I spent ten years living in Minnesota, and uh, my definition of cold got totally jacked up by those ten years. Absolutely, so. you know, I walk out, it's thirty-eight degrees. I need a jacket on, and uh, I'm grumpy about the rain. But you're used to some sub sub zeros, right? right? I didn't even leave the house with a coat today, and it's <laughs> it's you know, I think we're fine. Thirty-nine degrees, according to uh, the trusty Apple Watch. So. So, yeah, it's it's all relative. And then, of course, you ask Tyler, our uh, dear friend down in Tennessee, and I imagine 39 to him, that sounds apocalyptic yeah, almost. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. I, uh, I'm really excited about this episode because here we are. We've talked uh, some about my story, about Tyler's story, yep. and now we get to hear from you, who is the, the real Nick James. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I've known you for... Uh, a long time. It, when did we first meet? I mean, we're definitely over 10 years because you were in Minnesota. So probably, well, I graduated college in 2010 and then came home and uh, would have been right about families then, were right going to church back. together. So yeah, mm-hmm. about 12 years, yeah. 12, 13 years. Yeah. I had a little hiatus in there That's with right. uh, being you know halfway across the, the <laughs> nation. Um, but yeah, it was really amazing to move back and pick right up where we left off and actually see even how... Uh, you know, unbeknown to one another over the course of those 10 years, I think uh, I came back from Minnesota and our interests were even more aligned than they were before we left. Most definitely. And and that starts because you are gifted and love music and I have not one ounce of musical talent (laughs) in my body. So, so, you know, when we realized that we didn't have that in common, we had to find something else. Right. Absolutely. Which, uh, you know, 12 years ago, pretty much all I was doing was music. And I mean, I think at that point you were still figuring a lot out with mm-hmm. having just moved back from Tennessee, yep. what you were going to do that's occupationally. Right. And maybe that's a, you know, we'll kind of jump in with just, um, where did you grow up? What was your family makeup? Uh, what were some of the highlights of the Nick James childhood? The childhood stories, all the good stuff. Well, I grew up here in Washington state, a little town called Battleground, which is north of Portland, Oregon, and spent most of my childhood there. I'm the oldest of four and went back to college in Tennessee as you mentioned, uh, came back home, got married, uh, started having kids, got three beautiful little girls, got a beautiful wife. And uh, college years was Bible college and and then needed to uh, start paying some bills, some college debt off and uh, needing to provide for my family. So jumped into uh, various sales jobs from there. But that that's my my humble beginnings. Yeah, absolutely. So Growing up in, in Battleground, which uh, I was a East Vancouver kid, which is, um, for anybody who's not familiar with the Portland metro, East Vancouver is like suburban paradise yep. to the max. You know, it's the <laughs> land of Costco and Walmart and chain restaurants. <laughs> and, uh, and so growing up out here and hearing about Battleground, I mean, Battleground might as well have been 
in the freaking Yukon, you know, like, <laughs> it was the, out the in the sticks for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's certainly changed um, quite a bit, but um, you know, so much of the focus of what we're doing with Abundant Journey is uh, entrepreneurship, building business, investing, um, and investing in a broad sense, not just financially, but in family and whatnot. So, getting back to your earliest roots, your childhood yeah. in Battleground. I mean, was Battleground? Was I missing something where like Battleground was just the hub <laughs> of investing and the finance capital of Clark County, or what was kind of the initial or your exposure? I should ask. Um, to investing early on. Yeah, it definitely was not attributed to Battleground where the hangout was bonfires and uh, Carhartt jackets. We, uh, you know, high school football, all of the good stuff there. So uh, had no idea about business, didn't care about business, didn't care about investing, um, you know, was trying to trying to figure out what I uh, wanted to be all about. Loved country music at the time, um, which I still do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's the roots. I mean, that farming lifestyle, which we didn't have farms. I mean, we had, we had a couple acres and we we hung out there. But that uh, that was growing up. You know, I attribute a lot of my business success and my business IQ to my dad. He actually uh, became a banker. Oh, 15 years ago and stepped into that world. He didn't have any finance experience. He had a lot of sales experience and was a really, really good salesman. I say was in past tense. He really is and is still around doing that. But you know what I'll tell you is I learned a lot of those different things from him. And so in having various sales jobs after college, uh, I found my way uh, into banking um, and really it wasn't on the, the retail or the residential side, but it was on the commercial and the business side. And man, I'll tell you what, banking is its own animal. Uh, you know, you think about businesses, um, that you walk into every day, whether it's stores or you see things being built or you see folks manufacturing things and you just imagine you, you get to the store and you, you need to go purchase something. Well, you have no idea how many steps it took to get there. And I had no clue. I just figured I'd go to the store, pick up what I need. And that was it, uh, especially coming from a Bible college background. And so really immersing myself in the business world was just incredible. And, and it, it, for me, it sparked... Um, a curiosity into how things are done and how things are made and how people have built successful businesses. And so that, that was, you know, about five or six years ago at this point and just absolutely loved it. Yeah. So the childhood dream wasn't necessarily to get into <laughs> banking or to, uh, to become a financial guru. What was the, the childhood dream? Like if we oh, could turn man. back the clock to middle school, high school, <laughs> Nick James and ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, Any I, recollection of what I, that was? I would say uh, somewhere along the lines of a NFL player mm -hmm. or a movie star. And then I realized my good looks weren't going to be enough to get me there. So probably pursue uh, movie uh, filmmaking. <laughs> so I loved that industry. Yeah. I, I, you know, and then I think. Um, high school years, there was a desire to become a, a fiction writer, which I still enjoy writing. So, you know, creative, um, uh, 
I'm sure there was a part of me that thought I was going to be doing full-time church ministry, sure. uh, pastoral ministry, something like that. So I, I've I've kind of been all over the place. That's probably why I've landed on entrepreneur, because I get to vicariously do all that. Yeah, so. yeah. It's kind of that beautiful combination of the uh, the creative side yep. of creating a business, mm-hmm. plus you get to use all the, the analytical side to yes. executing and, and making it happen. And you know, mentioning sort of the... Uh, vocational dreams. I imagine that had a big piece to the decision to then go down to Tennessee and yeah. do Bible college. Yep. Uh, yep. Down there. What was your degree or what, what did you primarily I study? I got a biblical studies degree, uh, which was actually at a Southern Baptist university, which I'm not Southern Baptist. I always find that ironic. Uh, <laughs> you would have probably gotten a significant tuition that's discount right, if that's you were. Right, that's it. That's exactly right. Shoot. So, <laughs> so uh, biblical studies and then a business management minor. So okay. very little exposure into business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you mentioned uh, coming back up from school um, mm-hmm. and uh, meeting uh Liz, who's yep. now your wife, yep, um, and the financial pressures needing, as we all feel, oh yes, uh, <laughs> needing needing a job. And so, what were some of the early jobs that that you had, or uh, maybe you don't have to list them all, but the things that you feel were um, most helpful in getting started in your career? Oh man, um, you know, I would say early on, I I'm, was like most high schoolers, uh, the, the subway, the movie theater, uh, which you got fired from. And, you know, those were kind of the early, maybe a little bit of construction. But when I say construction, like I was the guy moving the cinder blocks or moving the piles of wood. I wasn't actually responsible for building anything. Here's a guy that played high school football. He could probably move some heavy stuff. And I was yeah. a twig then. So probably couldn't, probably couldn't carry much, but, uh, yeah. So, so those were early jobs. And and then really jumping into the workforce, um, did a little bit of banking uh, teller side. Uh, my first, I feel like, real job that I enjoyed and I learned a lot from skill set wise was 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 Bowflex. And so out here, uh, Bowflex's headquarters um, is out here in Vancouver. So I had a chance to learn phone sales and had a chance to to talk to some people. Man, there were a lot of crazy stories. There's a lot of people you have conversations with about Bowflex machines. And is that cold calling or is that like somebody sitting on the couch at 3 a.m.? They just <laughs> finished off their second, you know, Little Caesars pizza. Definitely and the Bowflex that. commercial comes on and they're like, I need to do something. <laughs> yeah, right. it, it was it was both. It okay. was absolutely it was uh, reach out to folks who've expressed interest and there was absolutely the people who uh who really were, uh, you know, sitting on the couch, eating some delicious food. I'll tell you what, Thanksgiving to New Year's resolutions, yeah. you can make a lot of money selling Bowflex so machines. Bowflex, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. How long were you there? How long I did you I was there about for? three and a half, four years. And okay. great job, great company, really enjoyed the culture. You know, at the end of the day, I looked up from my computer and I said, man, I want to challenge myself. I want to grow. I want to learn. Um, and so I, I said, yeah, I can do this for a long time. But for me, there's always been an itch and a drive to get better every day, to challenge myself every day. And, 
And, and again, nothing, nothing bad saying about Bowflex, but there's a handful of machines. Most folks have the similar goals Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a pretty scripted, straightforward process. And for me, I said, well, what do I want out of life? What do I want out of a career? What do I want to do to challenge myself? And so from there jumped into a different sales job. Uh, it was cold calling. It was 250 cold calls a day. I didn't last very long at that job. Wow. Yeah. It, that's, it, that's, that's a skill set though. Yes, it is. Yeah. That is a whole different kind of challenge. Yep. A different was, animal. Can you, what was the product? Uh, f- so it was an investment firm, local okay. firm here, Fisher Investments. It yeah. was out, uh, reaching out to uh, high net worth individuals Yeah. and who were most of them knocking on retirement and wanting to see if they were interested in meeting with a financial advisor. So instead of the, uh, you know, the, the 99, 99 a month, that's it. For, uh, you know, for, <laughs> for a year or whatever for your flex machine you're making calls saying yep. hey would you like to put your half million yeah in <laughs> yep and making 250 of those uh yep every wow. day yep wow, and, and and really that you know i i'll tell you what that taught me a lot about uh the funnel in sales and mm-hmm. we talk a little bit of that in some of the blogs and some of the other articles we've done or uh, some of the other podcasts we've done but really it's you know it's learning the process of sales it was an opportunity to develop th- some thick skin and yeah. not to be upset when people say no and not yeah. to get your feelings hurt, um, you know, because you have to keep going. And so really it's understanding sales as it is a numbers game. And so that that not only on my resume, but that also experience, I think, really propelled me into banking. Yeah. So after, after Fisher um, jumped into banking, I mentioned my dad. He had some contacts in the banking industry. And so I got on at U.S. Bank. And jumped into to business banking with them and had an opportunity to really learn what business is about, how businesses operate, why they succeed, why they fail, get to, uh, had an opportunity to meet some really incredible people. Um, and all of that just came, I think, from the background and the experience in sales and just really enjoying getting to hear people's stories. Sure. And it sounds like that's been a much better fit for you, given how relationally wired you yep. are, being able to have more uh, meaningful conversations in long-term relationships with clients as opposed to basically just opening up the phone book and yeah. you know, oh, having, yeah. <laughs> having 30 second calls each day. Absolutely. So, and you've been doing uh, banking now for how long? I've jumped into banking and I've been doing it about four and a half years, I think at this point. And so I, I started doing small business banking and so startup companies or companies that are a few years old. And then a little over a year ago, I jumped into commercial banking and that is in itself a completely different animal. I mean, there yeah. are massive companies and corporations that yeah. stock our shelves and you can purchase things online and you know, the, the manufacturers are cranking things out every day. And so they need lines of credit and they need expansion plans and finances, you know, and, and, and they need, they need really good people on their team. And so it's just, I love it. You mentioned it. It's something that it fits my personality. Well, I, I get to, uh, I was talking with another commercial banker at another bank the other day. He said, we have the best jobs in banks because we get to go meet business owners and hear their story and, and just learn. Yeah. So obviously you've uh, matured a lot from middle school Nick, whose dream was either to be a Hollywood superstar or uh, you know playing in the NFL, to uh, to now and working in uh, commercial banking. Yep. Um, 
how uh, what would you say the the Nick James dream or yeah. vision for life is, and and how has that kind of evolved? Um, how has that been shaped by being married and having kids? Wherever you want to go with that, but I'd like to go a yeah. little bit deeper of just you know what what are you all about? No, that's great, and I that's a powerful question. I'm sure I could spend all day talking about it, but but really. You know, there's a couple significant things that I think fuel me, and I I will say this: I I used to have this mindset growing up, and this was part of the reason why I did Bible college was that, you know, there's kind of two levels of a meaningful life: there's church ministry meaningful life, and then there's everybody else. And honestly, it was I think very devaluing to other people who are really faithful to their families, really faithful to their communities, work really hard. And whether that's an employee or a business owner, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was very immature and really had this mentality of, well, that's second tier. Like the only thing that matters is just church ministry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that we could, again, have a long discussion about that. But what I learned is that there are people who need hope encouragement, life, truth in every place in life, whether it's the workforce or families or hospitals or, you know, people who are in shambles or, 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 or even people who are really successful. I mean, we all do. And so what I learned, um, as I stepped into the workforce and tried to learn and get better and grow every day, um, for me, I learned that I have just as much of an opportunity to make a difference and make an impact in people's lives um, in the workforce as in church life. And mm-hmm. so for me, um, it was humbling, but I would say it was it was super powerful and it was something that that really um, propelled me to desire to to make a difference just each and every day where I'm at. Yeah. So seeing the spiritual significance of any and all vocation and that there isn't a a tier of that just because you're working outside of the local church or quote unquote, you know, full-time ministry doesn't at all devalue the the significance that you have um, in serving Jesus through, Mm -hmm. through your vocation. Yeah. Well, and you, and you think about it too, you know, by profession right now, you are um, a realtor Mm -hmm. and, you know, you think about the fact that, you know, your company that you've, been blessed to get partnered with, they build homes. Mm -hmm. And what an incredible thing to be able to provide a place of safety and security and a place where memories can be made and people can be taught good things. And, you know, what an opportunity. I mean, people need that. So there's physical, tangible needs. You Mm -hmm. know, I've dove in as a banker and had the opportunity to meet some really large food manufacturing and distributing companies. And just to think about them, I mean, they're meeting physical, tangible needs of people every day. And so, you know, that was a huge shift for me. Um, You know, I think another significant piece um, was around that time I mentioned being at Bowflex and just saying, well, what do I want? How do I challenge myself? And I'm really... um, I've really been oriented around this idea that if you're not challenging yourself, if you're not getting better, if you're not pushing yourself to new heights every day, then you're coasting and you're going backwards. And I just think we were created to do that. I think we were created to create. I think we were created to um, 
reach heights and reach um, new things and, and come up with new ideas that better our community and society and better the world. And so I, for me, I've never been one to feel settled just working a, a simple nine to five forever. Um, there's nothing wrong with working the nine to five. It's an incredible way to make a living and provide for families. But I think for me, there's this mindset of how else can I give? How else can I challenge myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what do you think is, uh, motivates that? I mean, there, there could be many things like, um, certainly there's a personal, could be a personal betterment aspect to that. There's, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about wanting to leave something behind for mm-hmm. their kids, um, to inherit. There's the community aspects to it, but what are the things that really stand out for you that, that you think, you know, maybe some of it's just you're hardwired that way, sure. but motivations underneath wanting, wanting more than the, the nine to five that you, you show up, you work hard and then you go home and do yeah. your thing. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's, that's a great question. And, you know, maybe my answer is twofold. Uh, some folks are, are perfectly content and I, I, I always try to draw a distinction between complacent and contentment. Because I think contentment is a good thing. You know, when we are, uh, we look around, especially in our country, think about how much we have, what we have, what we have access to, you know, we need to be content. And, you know, that's a struggle, I think, for a lot of us um, living in our daily lives. But yet, how do you not be complacent? Because complacent is, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, then I'm going to come home and I'm going to eat what I want and I'm going to sit in front of a TV and then you look up and 10, 20, 30, 40 years has gone by. You didn't invest in your kids. You didn't invest in the community. You didn't invest in things that mattered or ways that you specifically are gifted and able to contribute to to society Mm -hmm. because you were complacent. And so that is what I want to fight against. Um, but I also want to fight for contentment. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a really helpful distinction. I've not heard too many people talk about that, actually, the uh, the distinguishing between contentment and complacency. And I can see how it would be easy to perhaps blur the lines yeah. between those two yeah. um, and, and slip out of, uh, yeah, in between one or the other. Um, and I, you know, my mind runs with a million different questions <laughs> of just like, man, what do you do to, uh, to, to guard, um, against, uh, complacency? And maybe you want to speak to yeah. that some as far as just what, um, you know, how do you fight for, um, uh, to, to be content, but also having the ambitions that you have, yeah. um, and to avoid complacency. Yeah. I don't know if there's certain disciplines or things that you no, think I, would be I, Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. Share. And I, I think there is, I mean, I'll, 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 uh, I'll share in my personal life and then maybe give a pitch for what we're doing at Abundant Journey, because I think that there's some, um, of the DNA of Abundant Journey is interwoven in that. So, sure. um, personally, you know, we've done an episode, we have it released on goals. I think that's a huge thing in setting goals to continue to pursue things. I don't know that there's too many people who would say, I'm where I want to be. I've done all that I want to do. I've accomplished everything I want to, um, you know, or I've arrived or I've achieved perfection. And if you are talking to somebody like that, you're probably not going to get very far. And so, you know, I I think first and 
foremost, putting at the front of your mind each and every day, what do I need to work on? How can I get better? What are things I need to get done? And and it's the small steps. It's the small daily practices, the daily habits, the daily routines. And again, we talk a lot about that on that episode. So sure. I think that I think that's one significant significant piece. The other thing is. It starts with why. And I think there's a book out there. I'm not trying to steal that that concept. <laughs> but for me, I've learned that the why is the thing that fuels everything. And mm-hmm. I learned that at Bowflex. I learned that somebody who just was not enjoying how they looked or they didn't feel comfortable they wouldn't last as long after they bought a Bowflex machine. It would become a coat rack for them a whole lot faster than somebody who said, well, I've had some medical issues and I want to be around for my kids or I want to be around for my grandkids. So there was a distinction between two sets of people. And one was, I have these reasons and I'm not saying they're bad reasons, but the person who knows their why, and it is significant enough for them to make a change and make a difference in their life. They're the people who are going to succeed. So I'm not telling you what your why is or anybody else's why listening, but you have to start with the why and you have to know what's your purpose and your motivation. For me, it's very faith oriented. It's very much based on the fact that I look on and I say life is short and then we step into eternity. I'm not trying to earn favor. I'm not trying to earn spirituality, but really what I'm trying to do is say, I've been given and I want to give. And I... um, I look on and say, my why is I've been handed a life with however many years it is. It's short enough compared to eternity. So how do I make the most now? And and for me, that's my why. Yeah. I love that. I mean, um, the in Christianity, one of the most popular, um, I, I don't know if you call it a concept, but the passage of the, the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so to live out the mission that, that Jesus has given to his church, which is certainly to uh, go and make disciples. <laughs> and actually, I mixed this up in my head. I'm uh, really trying to talk to you about the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> Another very, very famous passage. Yes, it is. Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> I apologize to my Bible school background. <laughs> well, I didn't Mercifully, catch it. I will I not. Catch it, no, so. well, I didn't even get far enough. I'm, uh, but uh, Jesus taught his disciples to pray yeah. um, that let your will, God's will be done mm-hmm. um, on earth as it is in heaven and for his kingdom to come as yeah. well. And just what I hear you saying is um, is actually living that out, of that it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I'm not going to be on this earth forever, but... Like, I, Lord, I want you to use me to realize your yep. kingdom, to realize your purposes, for your will to be done, not just in um, abstract, spiritual, kind of high-in-the-sky ways, yep. but like boots on the ground. Like, um, what are the things that the stores are missing on the shelves? What are the things that the local community is missing? What's the kind of education that people are missing when it comes to mm-hmm. um, financial education? Or how do I how do I help others achieve the their dreams? And... I've 
loved getting to know you because of just uh, how much, you know, that, that is like the, the drumbeat of your life. Oh, well, thank you. And it, it's the drumbeat of the, the, you know, what we're doing here at Abundant Journey. And, you know, if you navigate onto the website, you know, there's, there's that concept and we, we leave it vague on purpose, but it's make pies. And really that concept comes from, uh, met with a business owner and he says, you know, so oftentimes the world is really focused on getting as big a piece of the pie as they can to make their life more comfortable, to have more wealth, to have more stuff, to be able to leave to their families in and of itself. None of that's bad, but, but yeah. really as Christians, as people who want to be producers and not consumers, yeah. the mindset is let's just make more pies. Let's contribute. Let's give. Let's find ways to help everybody else around us yeah. and and bring folks with us. So, you know, really, I, I, think, I think we've hit on it. You know, this has been... Uh, for me over the last couple of years, uh, really significant and important in my own life. And I've just said, how do I take my entrepreneurial spirit and how do I take these desires and merge them into one and create something that is really focused on the why and focusing on contributing and focusing on bettering everybody around us. And so, boom, Abundant Journey was born. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And man, you're killing it on the seas. Too. I'm telling you, bro, the, uh, the contentment over complacency and create more than you consume. Like, geez, you, you sure you weren't a Baptist yeah, preacher? Yeah, something like that. Oh, you know, I, I paid attention. In, in a few Bible classes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I guess you have to. All right. Well, we'll close this out um, with just, uh, I'd love to hear, um, we talk about the five different Fs, uh, yeah. kind of these pillars of Abundant Journey. And so we got family, faith, fitness, finance, and friendship. Yeah. And um, I'd love to hear just something that you're excited about or, or what you got going on uh, one or two of those, those yeah. Fs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'll, I'll say a meaningful one and I'll say one for fun. So the fun one is, uh, we'll go fitness. It's January still. So the, the diet and the healthy eating and the working out is still going strong. Right on. I made it longer than a week. Yeah. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, I decided to make my own diet that would be sufficient to trying to, uh, sustain throughout the year, but also, you know, um, be healthy and, and create some opportunity to, to fall gracefully or maybe ungracefully. So ask me in a couple months. Real quick. Have you named it? Your uh, diet? Nick's, Nick, Nick James's 2023 diet, of course. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's the whole 30, there's the paleo, keto, there's so many, um, I'm, I can't wait for yeah. this to become oh, man. the next the next thing. the next diet yeah. that takes the world by storm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah, we'll incredible. see. Yeah, let's go. So, let's brand so, this. So thing. that's what that's what. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the F's. Uh, I would say, and then I mean, definitely family. You know, at the end of the last year, there's just been so much change with my family, and we got our girls in a local uh, private Christian school here. And we had recently started attending a new church about a year ago. So family is continuing to be a focus and the bedrock of of my life and wanting to invest in, in my girls and my wife well. And and so uh, I'm super excited this year just to just to keep doing weekly dates with the girls and, you know, investing in them in the evenings with reading and devotion. So family's just incredible and it's uh it can be hard, long, grueling days, but it's, it's all worth it. So that's, that's a big yeah. focus for me. Making those, you call them magical moments? Or? Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
Any of those on the horizon? Anything you got planned? Well, you know, my daughter, it's January, and uh, last night she heard that Easter is on its way, uh, and she started thinking about Easter egg hunts, and so uh, we started planning out out uh, early um, with her request, uh, some magical moments around Easter time. Fantastic. Yeah, that's something that uh, I've really benefited just in our own friendship and getting to know you and your family, the uh, fall party that you guys yeah. threw and just, you know, making oh, yeah. a, a magical moment out of the first yep. day of fall. And um that was a blessing to us, and so yeah, it was a lot of that, fun. Grateful that you invest in your family in those ways. Give a lot of thought to to how to create those special moments totally. for your kids. Cool. Well, this is so good, man. I uh, I'm so grateful for you. Grateful yeah, for uh, you know the the vision that you've had for Abundant Journey and the way that you've forged ahead. And grateful to obviously get these regular opportunities to sit uh, down absolutely. with you. Um, I'm especially grateful for anybody who's made it to this point in the uh, the, the podcast episode, not yep. because it's hard to listen to your story, but just um, the investment of, of people's time. That's uh, that, that means a lot to us. Absolutely. And so um, if you are a listener and uh, have enjoyed this episode, man, we so appreciate any feedback that you leave. Feedback can be clicking the subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Feedback can be leaving us a, a review. All of those things mean a lot to just know that Uh, We're not just speaking into the void. (laughs) And then if you want to learn more and engage deeper with this Abundant Journey community, one of the best places to go is our website, AbundantJourney.net. There you're going to find a growing wealth of resources, whether it's blog posts, um, previous podcast episodes. Uh, Eventually, we'll have a newsletter and other kind of resources there that you can sign up for, not miss out on. So check us out there, but we will be back real soon. Thanks so much, man. Thank you.